As we head toward Memorial Day, Nickerson Excavation and Construction asks everyone to stop and remember the sacrifices made by our military veterans in defense of our nation's liberty. Serving the New Limerick area for over 50 years, Nickerson Excavation and Construction is your one-stop shop for all your excavation, drainage, and road construction needs, offering good old family-friendly service. For an estimate or bid, please call Nickerson Excavation at 207-532-9391. That's 207-532-9391. The future will be amazing, and that's all well and good. But what about today? You can feel the rush of a 400-horsepower Nissan Z or climb to new heights in the all-terrain Nissan Frontier. Light up the road in the all-electric Nissan Aria that feels like a sci-fi dream come true. The future will be great, but today is made for thrill. All you have to do is get in a Nissan and drive. 2023 Aria and Z not yet available for purchase. Expected availability is this spring for 2023 Z and this fall for 2023 Aria. From our broadcast studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, to the world and beyond, you're watching the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. ABS Media Tower. Papa Hotel Lima Echo November Radio Check. Papa Echo November, good afternoon, uh, Richard Five. Good afternoon, Richard Five as well, Papa Echo November. The X-Zone radio and TV show is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the X-Zone radio and TV show or in any manner endorsed by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, Talkstar Radio Network, its affiliated stations, or employees. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. This is the X-Zone. 1-800-610-7035. Toll free worldwide. My email address is X-Zone at X-Zoneradiotv.com. And our main website, www.X-Zoneradiotv.com. Nation, we're going to be talking about UFOs this hour. It's an incredible story of alien encounters. Charlene B. Wallace, author of From the Motherland to the Mothership, was born in Wichita, Kansas. She has one brother and two sisters, one of which is her identical twin. Charlene is divorced, mother of two growing children. Ms. Wallace currently lives in Dallas, Texas. She holds an associate degree in liberal arts and a bachelor's degree in human resource management. She enjoys reading, writing, and traveling. Charlene embraces life and feels particularly grateful to have had such unique experiences as the one she shared in her book. 
Her desire to help others who struggle in silence with traumatic abduction experiences and to bring more exposure to the public overall. Now, her twin sister, Erlene Carr, is intimately linked to the phenomenon as well. Erlene has maintained an incredible interest in the subject of UFOs and abduction stories for many years and maintains a large library on the subject. She has provided unwavering support to Sherlene and has helped unravel many of Sherlene's experiences. Joining me now to talk about their fascinating story is Sherlene and Erlene, the uh, UFO twins. Ladies, welcome to the X Zone. Thank you. Thank Good you. Evening. Good evening, and thank you for inviting us. Oh, it's my great pleasure. Um, tell me. Uh, how did the experiences begin, and who was the focus of the experiences? Uh, okay. I am Shirlene, and I, uh, the experiences began in December of 1995. Mm-hmm. Uh, after 23 years of marriage, I moved from Wichita, Kansas, to Dallas to be with my twin, and to, so we could get closer and be uh, just you know, more part of each other's life. And so I, I started and embarked upon a spiritual journey, or you might say a spiritual path, in, in which I would read just different books, uh, Conversation with God, mm-hmm. Louise E. Hay, You Can Heal Your Life, books of this nature. And the books actually put me, in my opinion, I was just transcended into a different vibration. The books were just powerful, inspirational books, spiritual books that start me on a spiritual path. And with that path, I, I didn't know that I was opening a doorway to, inter, to inter, ultimately interact with extraterrestrials. And so on December of 1995, I was at home uh, one e- a Saturday evening, mm-hmm. and I just finished talk, having a conversation with a, great, a good friend of ours from Wichita, Kansas. And after that conversation, I stepped out onto the balcony, and I just looked up in the into the night. I saw those beautiful stars and I was just enjoying the, the, the night sky. And I went to bed and uh, a normal night. And I just, later that night, I'd say about one o'clock in the morning, I found myself on a spaceship. All right. We're going to, we're going to hold it here because we have to take our first two okay. minute commercial break. Kind of a okay. cliffhanger, so to speak, an alien cliffhanger. Exonation, <laughs> our very special guest this hour. Shirlene and Erlene were talking about an extraordinary experience that is found in the book, From the Motherland to the Mothership. We're doing a story this hour on UFOs, and uh, we'll be back on the other side of this two-minute commercial break as the Exxon continues from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. My name is Rob McConnell. Don't go away.
Explanation. We're talking to the UFO twins this hour. We're talking to Shirlene and Erlene about their from the motherland to the mothership. And before we went to the commercial break, uh, Shirlene, we were t- uh, you know discussing your 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 encounter, and uh, you you had gone outside after speaking to a friend, looked up in the sky, and take it from there. Okay, I was just enjoying the evening. It was just a beautiful, beautiful uh, evening that night, and mm-hmm. I went back into my apartment, went to bed, and I woke up and found myself traversing the galaxy. I was on a ship. It was a circular ship. It had a window that circled the ship, and I was able to look at, out through the window, and I, I was witnessing the, the galaxy itself. It was absolutely incredible sight. It's, it was beautiful. I felt it was alive. It was felt vibrant. There were other meteorites and ships and all type of things going on uh, that I could I could view. And the the experience didn't last very long. And ultimately, I was returned to my bed to my um, to, to where they took me from. Mm-hmm. And the ne- and I, I was in a state of shock when I got I, I immediately got up out of my bed, started pacing around, wondering what had happened. I thought I'd been possibly kidnapped. I thought maybe someone had broken into my apartment and taken me somewhere and drugged me. I, I couldn't figure out what had happened because it was so unusual. So I thought I'll call my sister. She's been studying this phenomenon since she was in grade school. She, uh, grade school, she loved it. And I thought she'd be a great source of support and explanation. Mm-hmm. So, but it was 3 a.m. in the morning when I returned, and I knew I couldn't call her. I didn't want to wake her up. So the next morning, I I called her and told her what had happened, and I'll let her, if you like, hear her uh, uh, her uh, expression of how she what she right. what she thought about what uh, I okay, my call. But, but before we get to your sister, there's a couple of questions I'd like to okay. ask you. Sure, All right. certainly. How long do you think, or how long do you believe that your abduction actually took? How long were you away from your home? I, I'm not certain. I know I went, I went to bed, oh, I'd say about till 10, 10 o'clock, 10.30 in that area. Um, I may have been asleep for an hour or so mm-hmm. before it occurred. I may have been asleep an hour and a half. I'm really not certain how long it occurred. And from what I recall of it, it didn't seem like it lasted very long. So I think I was asleep for quite a bit of time before it occurred. And in what year did this happen? This was in December of 1995. Wow, nearly uh, 20 years ago. Almost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and I continued to... Oh, okay. okay, and uh, when you returned, was there any trace evidence on you that this had actually happened? Nothing physical. But I felt physically ill. Mm-hmm. I felt my heart was racing. I, I, I was spinning. I felt like I had been out the night before drinking, and, you know, inebriated or something, or had maybe eaten something and had a bad dream. I felt physically displaced. My whole body felt chilled, and I felt it was cold. And on mm-hmm. my, it wasn't cold in my apartment, but I, my whole body was going, undergoing some change. And, and I thought this was some unusual reactions. So, again, I didn't know what had happened. Uh, it was just a very, very uh, disconcerting experience at you, that point. Do you have any idea how you were taken from your home into the craft? No, not on that experience. Now, I learned later, I, I started having these experiences about, after that first one, about mm-hmm. two or three times a week, I would be taken away. 
uh, into a ship. And some of the travel, it differed. For example, and I've been, we've, I'm always asked this question, how are you taking it? How do you travel with these entities? But one of the ways I traveled was through astral projection, what's considered astral projection, meaning your soul, your, your higher self is swept up and, and leaves your body and travels. The other way I, I traveled was where I believe they broke down my body molecularly, and I was simply restructured or um, in the place where I needed to go. So there's different forms of travel. Now, what can you remember about your first experience? Uh, were there any sounds? Were there any smells? Was it uh, inside the craft? Was it? Were you weightless? Uh, what were you wearing? What did your abductors look like? I didn't get to see my abductors. Um, the ship itself was just very uh, pristine. They're, they seemed, they're, all the ships I've been on has just been just beautiful, pristine vehicles. Why do you, what I was looking <laughs> Why do you think you have been selected to be abducted by extraterrestrials? Well, I don't think I would select it. I think this is my sister and I work, our, our mission, you might say, in this lifetime. I think that we had this prior agreement before coming into our physical incarnation mm -hmm. to to ex be exposed to this experience, these experiences and this work. And I think it was something that we agreed to or contracted to before we came in. Prior to your UFO encounter, did you have a hardcore belief in the New Age genre? Spirituality. I didn't, and that's—I certainly did not. I had never watched um, Star Trek or any of those types of movies or shows. I had passing interest in the subject. My sister was the one that was just fascinated with it and had all the books in the, uh, you can think of on the subject. And oftentimes she would mention a book or two to me. I, I may go buy it and read it. Usually I didn't. I was so involved with raising my family and, and you know, the, the things that come along. I finished with finishing school, finishing college, and all the things that come along with just life. So, no, it wasn't something I thought. I certainly never thought I would be ever, ever involved in being taken away and interacting with extraterrestrials. All right. Now, during the first encounter, were you under any psychological stress, emotional stress? Was there anything traumatic happening in your life at the time? Quite the opposite. I had ended a 23-year marriage, of mm -hmm. course, and that is a, a, that's always a different journey, a different path, and certainly there are emotions that come along with that. But my primary emotion was joy. I, for the first time in my life, I was, I just felt, you know, I was experiencing my life and freedom and, and choosing what I want to do. And I didn't have a response. My children were grown in college. My, and my husband and I separated. So I didn't have those responsibilities. So it was a real, most, unlike a lot of people, they're, it's traumatic when they get a divorce. I was feeling pretty good. I was reading the wonderful books that talked about we create our own reality and, uh, generally speaking, I was very happy at that point in my life. Uh, all right. Now, at the time when you were abducted, you were alone. You had just lost a husband. You had, your two children were grown. Were they living at home or had they moved away from home? They were um, moved away from home. I okay. moved to Dallas. They were in college in, um, a, uh, in a little suburb of, of Kansas City. Mm -hmm. They were attending college. Okay. Now, uh have you ever been abducted when you were with another person? I have had experience. Yes, I, after that, after my experiences began, mm -hmm. as I began in my dating life, uh, there are at least two gentlemen 
that were inter- they were ended up interacting with extraterrestrials as well, and they had some experiences and and um, it was a, I, I was trying to be a source of support to them as Earlene had been to me, mm-hmm. uh, but yes, they ha- I have had friends whom I, be- I had long term relationships with that ultimately uh, were. Look, I think what they're doing is they are looking at who I was involved with, and for some reason those individuals did get in, did get involved to a minimal amount, not very often, but maybe one or two times they had experiences. How many times have you been abducted? Oh my God! Well, number one, I don't call them abductions; I call them visitations or contactee experiences because primarily they were positive, and I I consider the word abduction as a negative. Uh, connotation and I normally I don't use that word but a lot of people understand that word and utilize it but I try not to use it I don't ever feel like I was abducted I felt like I was contacted and 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 continue to have these experiences all right let let me rephrase the question how many times have you been uh, taken to a UFO a craft not from this planet I never really sat down and counted them because they were so, at first there were two or three a week. Um, they slowed down. A number of years later, they slowed down. Uh, the, our book is, is just like, uh, gosh, I can't even remember how many experiences. The book is full of the experiences. I've had them even since the book uh, was written, and they have lessened to a great degree. I have them probably now every two, maybe two or three months. Now, how many books have you written on the subject? Wait. We wrote the one book um, titled, again, From the Motherland to the Mothership, and also as a result of experiences, we've written a song that the Galactics, we call them the Galactics, uh, was inspired by the Galactics called uh, To the Tune of the Battle Hymn of the Republic. And we recently put that on YouTube, and it's now in 82 countries. We have almost a little over 4,000 views, and we're very proud of the song. And we know that um, it was inspired by our galactic friends. My sister wrote three verses, and I wrote three verses. And it's really lovely. Why, um, how, you know, like, if we're talking about two to three visitations a week, and then the visitations have gone down considerably over the last uh, 14 or 15 years, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. What have you learned through these visitations? Oh, so many, many unique things. For example, one of the experiences I was taken on, I was taken to Mars. I was told that uh, Mars is dominated by black people. That was a shocking thing to hear. I'd never conceived of a planet being dominated by black people. Now, now hold on, but here, I was hold told on. that. Okay, I have mm-hmm. to ask you this. So, did you finally make contact with the people who were taking you on these extraterrestrial oh, yes. joyrides? What did they look like? Yes. What did, what they did look they look just like? like us. They look like human. Well, some of them they varied. Mm-hmm. Some of them look human being looking. You wouldn't know that there is no. They were extraterrestrials. They they're very much human looking. Some of them were the uh, one experience with the grace. Um, the other entities, one experience with what I call the stone people, okay. um, they vary. It's so it's so many races of beings that exist across the galaxy. All right, ladies, please stand by. We've got to take our news break. When we come back, I want to talk to Erlene and uh, get the other side of this two-sided story. Exxon Nation, my name is Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon. We're talking this hour about, well, I call them extraterrestrial abductions. 
for lack of better words, or encounters, or visitations, however you want to call it. Our two guests are Charlene and Erlene. They are the UFO twins. They're the authors of From the Motherland to the Mothership, and they've got a brand new website that's coming up in a couple of weeks, ufotwins.com. My name is Rob McConnell. I will be back with these two ladies on the other side of this news break. Whatever you do, don't go away. Broadcast studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, to the world and beyond. You're watching the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. You're listening to the Exxon Radio Show with my good friend, Earthling Rob McConnell, live and around the world on Talkstar www.exxoneradio.com You're listening to the Exxon Radio Show, live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network. Exxon Broadcast Network, UK High Definition Radio, Euro High Definition Radio, and Star Cable. Our toll-free telephone number worldwide is 1-800-610-7035. Our email address, xzone at xzoneradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, xzoneradiotv at hotmail.com. And our website, www.xzoneradiotv.com. Welcome back, everyone. We're talking to the UFO twins of this hour, Shirlene and Erlene. They are the authors of The Motherland, From the Motherland to the Mothership, and they have a new website that will be launching in a couple of weeks, www.ufotwins.com. All right, let's go to your sister now, Shirlene. Erlene is joining us now, and Erlene... What was your reaction when your sister told you the next day of her very first visitation? Well, I'll tell you, Rob, it was a morning I will never forget. It was Sunday morning, Mm -hmm. and I always think of that song by Lionel Richie, Early One Sunday Morning. Oh, yeah. She, uh, She called me, and she said, you're not going to believe what happened to me last night. And I said, what? You know, I, I was just thinking she went out and, because she didn't, you know, going to clubs and socializing, meeting new people. So I thought she went out and met a great new guy she was about to tell me about. Yeah. I was not prepared for what she was about to tell me. She said, I found myself taken aboard a ship and, and pretty much exactly what she shared with you, how it traversed the galaxy. And there, there was a, a, person, a being on the ship mm-hmm. that looked like her husband, but uh, in retrospect, later she realized it was not her husband because but, but he didn't just, behave like her just, husband. Just a second, mm-hmm. just a second. She told me that she did okay. not meet anybody the first encounter. No, she, she did. Well, she, right, she, Shirley? It was, I, it I, was a being I, that I, looked I, like your husband, Eddie. 
Wait a second, yeah. ladies. You're both on the line with me. You're both listening okay. to each other. I asked mm-hmm. your sister, point blank, Charlene, if she had met any ETs on the ship. She said no. Now, Erlene, you're telling me that she told you she did. So what's the story? Charlene, I'll let us explain that. Okay, here's what occurred. I did not meet any beings. My ex-husband appeared to me and talked and we conversated. He was in that experience as though he were just now um, like on uh like we were in our married life. Where are we going? What's going on? What is, what's, what's happening? How do I get back to where we need to be? So he appeared and spoke like my hus- husband. After that experience, mm-hmm. as I discussed it with Erlene, my sister, I recognized and realized that was not him. I don't believe that was him. I think what they did was created an entity that resembled and spoke like my husband. And I think that was a purposeful reason to okay. come me down. All right. So, so as, I can so, see someone familiar. So it was like, mm-hmm. like the, like we have encounters with people who we have either missed or are no longer part of our lives, or we see on a daily basis in our dreams. Exactly. That's oh, what it, exactly. Okay. It was an implant planet there, in my opinion. It was planet there to calm this experience. Because when you find yourself on a ship traversing mm-hmm. the galaxy, you're going to be in, basically in shock. So I, 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 he was a familiar, someone I, I knew for 23 years uh, was, and was married to. So that's the person that appeared. Now, later on, I believe, I realized, I think that was a, one of their projections or one of their uh, creations. Because I asked my ex-husband, I said, have you had any strange experiences lately? I called him and asked him, and he said no. So I don't believe that was actually him. I think it was a creation. Okay. Um, all right. So, Erlene, uh, before we get on mm-hmm. with this story, I'd like to go a little bit back into into your life. When did your interest okay. in UFOs, aliens, and the paranormal start? Well, my con- my first conscious memory of my uh, interest in the subject started when I was in the sixth grade. Mm-hmm. We had to write a paper, uh, and we went to the library. Back in those days, you had to use an encyclopedia for your research. And I'm coming through this encyclopedia, and I come across what they ca- a picture of what they called back then uh, a flying saucer. Mm-hmm. And I was just totally mesmerized by it. I couldn't take my, my eyes off that picture. I don't remember what I wrote my paper on, but I will never forget that picture of that what they called flying saucer. And then as the subsequent years passed, I, I didn't think about it a lot. Uh, then that in my 20s, I was married with two young children. I started developing an interest in, uh, in uh, books about higher consciousness and uh, UFO stories. And that I would say it, it really started in my latter 20s as I started delving more and more into the subject. Then I realized I, I, I thoroughly believe there is a government cover-up because I read early investigations like Project Blue Book and Grudge. And then I looked at um, uh, specific stories of people that claim to have had abductions stories like the Betty and Barney Hill story and similar stories like that. So, and then I, I carried that through my 30s, and uh, like my sister said, I, I probably have over 50 books on the subject. I'm just totally fascinated by it. Okay, so uh, before we get back to the story, have you ever had a UFO encounter? Have you ever been uh, taken up to a spaceship? I believe I have, but I don't have as much memory 
Uh, I'll tell you one incident. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, my husband and I uh, were sleeping in our sunroom because our AC was out that night. And so we pulled our mattress in the sunroom, opened up the door, and had a nice breeze. And it was really comfortable. About 1 or 2 in the morning, uh, I woke up back in my bed. And I have no conscious memory of ever getting up from the mattress in the sunroom and going back to my bed. And he woke up around the same time and called me, and he said, what are you doing in there? I said, I don't know. I just found myself here. And then another time I found myself upside, left upside down in my bed where my feet normally are, what my head was. And so I believe that I had been taken and been brought back and put in the bed wrong. Well, so I've see- had some... What you're mm-hmm. talking about is very normal when a person goes into a deep sleep. If you get up to go to the washroom and if you've moved, let's say, your your regular bedroom uh, is, is where you and your husband usually sleep, but that night when you're sleeping in the sunroom, you go to the washroom, your instinct would be to go back to your bedroom. All right, so that's that's a possibility. I'm not saying that's what that's happened. A po- I can't deny that. Yes, okay. that certainly is a possibility. Okay. And I, uh, now I don't have... A conscious recall, mm-hmm. uh, like my sister does. Mine, I think, are more filtered with dreams. And I've okay. had, I've had dreams that, uh, uh, for instance, for one time, I, I was taken to Mars as well. But it's more overshadowed. It's not as true uh, a, an experience as my sister has described. It's more, and I think that the reason, Rob, that has been is because I've had a lot more fear. I, I can read about the subject all day, but I, I don't think I was really ready to meet an, an ET or to have the experiences my sisters described because she has no fear of it and I know and I've learned to let go of that fear over the years but mm-hmm. uh, I can't I don't have the concrete uh, recall of experiences that my sister does I do believe that I am a contactee but I just believe that it is it is uh, taken a filtered from my memory before I return all right so your sister calls you up the next day she tells you the entire story Mm-hmm. And and <laughs> yeah, well, she 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 doesn't tell me the whole story over the phone. I make her come over because I want to hear every single word. And mm-hmm. and then she comes over and she uh, draws pictures of of the ships that she saw while she was in the ship she was in. And and I'm just I'm just blown away. I mean, I can't believe it. I I can believe it, of course, because it's my sister, and I know she doesn't lie. But yet at the same time, it, it's it's just thrilling. Because it, this was something that I had read about for so long. Now it was my identical twin sister experiencing it. So uh, I, it was just thrilling. I'll never forget that morning, that Sunday morning. Tell me about the subsequent uh, visitations that your sister has had over the years. Are you talking to myself, Erlene? I'm talking to Erlene, yes. Okay. Well, she has had, she mentioned the stone people, and I, uh, she didn't elaborate too much on that, but when, she, uh, when uh, now I happened to have come to her apartment, it was like five or six in the morning as she was coming out of that experience, and I could tell, you know, she just looked like she had been far, far away, and she, when she described the stone people, she said they looked like graveyard stones, but yet they had the ability, they had energy in them, and they had the ability to do uh, a welcoming dance. She said, if you think of Africa, Africans and how they dance in perfect synchronicity. That's what it was like. And they moved from the waist and they did a uh, all in perfect alignment and in line and they did a beautiful welcoming dance. And she said, but they look like graveyard stones with the, with energy in them. And then she described uh, some beings that looked like uh, egg people. And one of the most fascinating ones I think she described, uh, and this is in our book too, is the pillow-looking being. She was brought to this being that 
if you take a pillow and turn it sideways, uh, the top of the, the pillow was the head and the mm-hmm. bottom was the body, and, but the being was dying, and she doesn't know why she was summoned, uh, brought to that being, but uh, she, she, she felt like that being was somehow a part of her, and uh, I found that really fascinating, too. Um, I think those are uh, those. I'm sorry. No, I didn't. No, no. I'm. Did I'm, you say I'm something? No, I didn't. I'm. I'm okay. Listening. Okay. Okay. So uh, those are the ones that stand out most in my mind: the pillow-looking being, mm-hmm. the egg being, and the stone being. Uh, for the most part, uh, she describes, like she said, uh, other uh, beings looked very much human, just like you or I. All right. Let me ask Charlene a few more questions. Charlene, uh, where okay. do these visitors or these these friends of yours come from? They come from uh, various, various places. For example, I mentioned Mars. Mm-hmm. I entered, I, I've been taken Mars twice, and they were human-looking. I didn't see anything unusual about these entities. Um, some of the uh, beings come from uh, spirits. For example, I visited a crystal city, and it was just profound. And the being that was with me was not uh, human-looking at all. Matter of fact, I could sense their presence, but I couldn't view their presence. But yet I knew they were, they were with me, and they were t- took me to visit this incredible site. It's the crystal city that had life and vibrancy. It was a higher place of higher learning and understanding and wisdom and knowledge. Um, other beings, I've mentioned the gray beings. They appeared at my foot of my bed one time, and, and they were illuminated looking, and they had these big heads, you know, the typical grays with the big eyes. Um, they, they vary so much from different dimensions of time and space and so many different planets. Um, I, I get, some of the planets that I was taken to, I can't pronounce the name. I would ask them, would you mind repronouncing that? Because I couldn't understand it mm-hmm. because we don't have words that match some of those names. Okay, let me ask you this. On these craft, are, are you able to touch things? Are you able to put something in your hand? Are you able to to feel the skin of the of the ETs? Are you able to sense smell anything in the air? Yes. Um, on one particular occasion, I was taken for a medical exam. I get the medical exams. I call them medical exams mm-hmm. uh, quite often. Uh, I will. I should say every couple of months. And so I was given a glass to drink from, and it looked like an Alka-Seltzer. It was a a clear glass, and it looked like Alka-Seltzer. But I drank it because instinctively I knew it was something that was okay for me to drink. Um, So I did drink it. One time I had um, an examination that dealt with if a woman went to a gynecologist, for example, and they, the doctor uses certain equipment, and women will identify with that. Well, I had one of those type experiences. So the next day when I returned, I went to work, I could still feel the results of that gynecological examination, you might say. So I felt like I would been implanted. Um, and once I, I was actually told, I was introduced to what was considered my well, I was told what was my child. So I think that that was an experience. That was a quite profound experience. And, yes, I was able to touch her hand, her, her arm. She, they brought her to the, right. the walls of my, of my bedroom, and I was able to touch her and hold her, hold her arm. It was quite cold. Uh, let me ask you, the, the night after or the day after you had your, your, uh, you know, your internal examination, 
Did it occur to you to go to a doctor to get this validated so that you'd have some kind of proof? Not on that particular occasion. I was that was early in my experiences, and I was still grappling with right. the, with now, the okay. ideal. So, so you it. didn't then. You didn't then. But have you since not then? Not on that. Okay. Yes. Since, since then, then, I have. Okay. Do you have any collaborative uh, evidence from a medical practitioner that what you are experiencing is real? I had a rat. I oh, I kind of a rash looking. Uh, thing on my arm, which mm-hmm. came from the inexperience. So I went to the doctor. My sister I, uh, um, com- said, let's just get this documented. It's mm-hmm. just time to, to get something from a medical uh, practitioner. Yeah. So I went to him, and I showed him my arm. He said he'd never seen anything like it. He didn't know what it was. He didn't know what it came from. He couldn't identify it. And then he asked me, what are my thoughts about it? He mm-hmm. asked me, how did you, how did you get this? Which is a typical question a doctor would ask. All right. Okay, ladies, hold on here. We've got to take our our final break here. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. Exo Nation. Nation. Our guests this hour, Shirlene and Erlene. They are the UFO twins, www.ufotwins.com. And uh, we'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with this fascinating story. As we continue, where? Right here from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. My name is Rob McConnell. And uh, our website, www.exxonradiotv.com. I'll be right back. Don't go away. And welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. Shirlene and Erlene are special guests. They're the UFO twins. Their book is entitled From the Motherland to the Mothership. Their website, that'll be activated in a couple of weeks, is www.ufotwins.com. So so quickly, uh, Shirlene, did you actually get any, any documentation from your doctor saying that he couldn't understand what this was? And did you go to another doctor to get a second opinion? No, I did not go to another doctor. The first doctor, uh, after examining me and, and, and 
inquiring about what what do you think this is yourself? Mm-hmm. What what were you in poison ivy? Those type of questions. Yeah. I know I wasn't exposed to poison ivy. Nothing. So I told him finally what occurred that yeah. brought that about, which was my experiences with extraterrestrial, mm-hmm. and that occurred as a result of that experience. And he he didn't know what to say. He he was looking. He was surprised. He was he just drew a blank. Okay, so he never heard anyone say anything uh, all, like that. All right, so I, I I'm running out of time fast, and I've got a couple more questions I want to get in. So so you went to the doctor. He didn't understand what it was, mm-hmm. and you didn't go for a second opinion. Okay, I next. Did not. All right, next. Have you undergone regressive hypnosis? One time we were in, in, involved with a support group, and a lady did uh, hypnotically regress me. Yes. And okay. And my final question. Have you undergone a lie detector test? I have not. Would you go under a lie detector test? I would definitely, definitely love to. I would have no, no, no opposition to doing so. Ladies, we've come to the end of the hour. I want to thank you ever so much for joining us. And we'll look forward to visiting you online at www.ufotwins.com. Thank, thank you, Rob. Thank you for having us. Ladies, take care. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye. You too. All right, Exxon Nation, uh, they, uh, that's, uh, that's it for this hour here on the Exxon. Uh, what do you say? What do you really say? There's no proof. There's no evidence. There's no trace evidence. I asked Shirlene at the very beginning of the interview if she had met an, an alien or an ET or anyone on the ship. She said no. And yet, her sister said yes she did something doesn't jive here it doesn't jive the fact that you go to a doctor you don't get anything documented and you don't go to a second doctor to get his finding collaborated with i'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as the exxon continues where right here from our studios in hamilton ontario canada my name is rob mcconnell and uh, do i believe the story not in your life we'll be back don't go away 